0: Lose the Cape podcast, episode 87. Hey boss ladies, I'm Alexa Big Wharf and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write Publish Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co.
1: Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills. Create a biz they love and live a life unpinned. For more information, visit aubreymathis.com.
0: Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom. So join us and lose the cape. And welcome to another episode of the lose the cape podcast where we interview busy modern moms and everybody who supports them and our attempt to uh, make sense of, of, of God, everything, <laughs> anything, <laughs> and try to get through the struggle of the juggle. We have had like all kinds of issues with, uh, with zoom and with, brains and with all kinds of fun stuff today. So thank you, Beth, for, uh, for hanging in there with us. (laughs) My pleasure. My pleasure. Today we have Beth Handler-Grunt of Next Great Step. She's the founder of Next Great Step. Uh, She is a dynamic leader, advisor, and facilitator who has extensive experience consulting from startups to Fortune 500 firms. She has proven success with guiding firms to achieve their sales performance and strategic planning goals, but she is leveraging and scaling her corporate expertise by bringing that experience to college students to help them succeed when they graduate. Uh, and all of this comes from a clear understanding of the career development process and the requirements need to succeed in today's competitive competitive environment. So Next Great Step has facilitated student strategy and development sessions for recent graduates and current students at leading universities as well as one-on-one consultations. So that's a lot of big stuff going on. And what we are going to focus on today, because so many of our, our audience has or is in the process of doing that, is moving Uh, leaving or moving from corporate jobs into consulting. So thank you for being here with us today and for providing all the information you're going to help Mm -hmm. us with. My pleasure. Good morning. (laughs) So, wow. Okay. So we've got storms going on in Texas Mm -hmm. with baseball-sized hail. We have- Well, that uh, was last
1: week. Oh, that was last week. Okay. Yes. But you know, we're under that just be prepared for a tornado at any time. <laughs> I mean, from like April to the end of June that we're,
2: we stay on alert. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Life in Texas. Where are you
2: at, Beth? I'm actually in New Jersey. So we're not in a tornado zone. So I'm <laughs> no. not familiar with that. We have other, other things, <laughs> but uh, not tornadoes. So, so I hope all stays safe with you.
0: Yes. So now, um, fill fill in a little bit of the gaps for us. You have two kids, you said. And- I do. I have two boys.
2: I have uh, one is fourteen and one is seventeen. Actually, my oldest is getting ready to go to college in the fall, which is just crazy to me. <laughs> and uh, and my husband um, and we live here in uh, Livingston, New Jersey.
0: Awesome. So how did you wind up in this particular? Uh, career field, what happened? What, what, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> How did you start your business? Next great step. Uh, it's a
2: great question. So, just uh, as you kind of, in that, I guess, that introduction. So, thank you. And there's a lot I know. I probably should simplify my intro. <laughs> but um, in the last 10 years leading up to in the last 10 years or so, I was doing consulting for large companies. And separate from the work that we would do consulting, a lot of them would say, you know, we'd love to bring in young, vibrant, energetic students out of college, but they don't really get it. They don't always understand what we need to do here, and I don't have time to hold their hand. And likewise, lots of friends of mine who had kids in college or colleagues saying, I don't understand. I went to a great school, I did well, and I can't get a job. So a few years ago, the concept of what if the same strategy that we do with executives, helping them prioritize on what they're gonna focus on, on how do they compete and how they articulate their value, well, that's really the same thing a college student needs because they're not sure how to present themselves when they come out. And we tested the concept with a number of students and a lot of them said, you know what, we're not getting this in school. As Mm -hmm. much as I go to career services and they help with my resume, but I don't understand even how to decide what to do, and then who do I talk to, and how do I represent myself and make myself stand out? So that's how this came to be. Uh, so um, I initially was with a couple partners, and then I kind of took it off on my own and launched the business to really focus on helping students either get the internship while they're in school, which has become very important, or how do you prepare to get that first job coming out of college? And parents worry about this and students worry about this and universities, but the people who worry the most candidly are the parents Mm -hmm. uh, because they want them off payroll (laughs) and and out of the house and not living in their old bedroom. So that's how this came to be. And kind of using my prior just to my consulting world, I was in sales and high tech sales. And a lot of what I teach them is about how you sell yourself, that you are the product. Uh, They're not always thinking of it that way, but there are some real, I don't want to say techniques about how to get people to um, really buy into what you have to offer if you just present it in the right way. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of blended both of those experiences together.
0: So now, do you also work with um, with people who are transitioning from corporate to consulting? Is that part of your um, expertise as
2: well? Not directly. I mean, I've because I I mean I did it myself, so I can talk about t- transitioning. But I that's not my main focus. I've really tried to stay focused on students, Mm -hmm. um, maybe just to, I mean, very candidly. So people that have been in jobs, it's just a lot more, uh, it's not always as simple. They have families and mortgages and more constraints. And Mm -hmm. I feel like students can take more risks. So that's enjoyable for me, just kind of keep it focused on that, that market. So these like
1: online classes that say I just graduated, I mean, everybody's kind of it's May and everyone's coming yes. to the end. I just graduated yes. with this degree in business, but yet, okay, I have a degree in business. Now what? Who am I going to yes. work for? I mean, what does, you know, what next? So do you, is it like an online course? So is it kind of like continuing education, like more class?
2: Uh, right now I have not turned it into a course, although I've, that's I've come across that a lot because I feel a lot of it is customized. So right now it's, I either do a workshop with a group of students or I do one-on-one advising because sometimes they just need that customized view at them and, and how to go about it. And some are more confident and know what direction they want to go in. They just don't know how some don't know what they want to do at all and need to de- figuring out, okay, I have a degree in English. Do I be an English teacher? Do I want to be a, any, anything, you know, it's, it's, what, what direction do I go? So if they're Wait, asking, at,
0: do I be an English teacher? Probably not. <laughs> do I be right? Do I be
2: sorry for my improper grammar? Yes, of course. To jump in on that. That was hilarious. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Trust me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a funny quick story. I had a young woman who was her dream job was to be a travel writer for Condé Nast magazine Ooh. in New York City. I and I said, That sounds great. <laughs> I said, I said, that's great. I said, Do you do you write? Have you written anything? She's like, Oh no, I haven't written anything. <laughs> I said, Have you have you traveled? No, I no. haven't gone anywhere. So she hasn't traveled and she hasn't written anything, but she wants to be a travel writer. So that's the kind of thing that I'm sometimes faced with <laughs> to help guide them. I said, what? Well, you better start writing about anything and everything and put up a blog and all that. So yeah. yeah.
0: No kidding. Wow. That's <laughs> funny. So, um, well, well, what has it been like? Um, I think it'll be really interesting to talk to you in like three years, three and a half, four years when your son is coming out to see if like, if, if, if you are properly preparing. <laughs> oh, well, that's something I talk about often
2: with friends and other parents of students who I help because of course I'm, other students think I'm helpful, but of course to my own son, he's like, don't, don't say it. Don't speak to me. I don't want to hear the story. I don't want to hear what I should be doing because I'm mom. Mm -hmm. So I may have to hire someone else or find someone to guide him because uh, it's very hard when it's your own. And that's a lot. Parents say that a lot. A lot of parents are giving good advice. It's just their own child doesn't want to listen to them because it's their parent. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: Okay, so we're going to pretend like we are college students um, coming out of school, but because that's what life feels like sometimes. But really, maybe <laughs> we are... Um, moms who are leaving the workforce, wanting to set up our own businesses or do something like that, what do you have tips that maybe are relevant um, for that type of scenario as well? If you're leaving corporate, doing the opposite.
2: (laughs) Sure, sure. And obviously I I did that. I was in a corporate environment for for, uh, 15 years Mm -hmm. and then I realized I could not work for somebody anymore and be told (laughs) where to be and what to do. So the first thing I recommend is obviously figure out what you're good at and try to figure out how to leverage that. So when I first actually I worked for um, in the high tech sector in sales and what I, I used to work with uh, in a company called Avaya, used to be part of Lucent Technologies and then AT&T. Anyway, we, I had sales teams and I was always helping these business partner teams, which uh, kind of were an extension, but they are their companies that would resell our products And I realized that when I didn't have all the administrative stuff, I knew how to close business. I knew how to help others win business. And I would go to them and say, let me help you win business. And that became my first consulting gig when I left the corporate world of saying, I just know how to help you win and close deals and I can do that for you. So I leveraged what I knew I could do well Mm -hmm. and that there was receptive there. So I kind of gained some traction there until I figured out how do I make it something bigger or turning it into something different. So I say, you know, I think the other thing that's really helpful is to try to identify a problem that's, that you see, that you see either in your existing environment and is there an opportunity to fix it? Can you fix it as a contractor? Can you fix it as someone who could potentially consult if you left? Uh, because ultimately solving someone's problem and makes someone want to pay for it if, mm-hmm. if it's a big enough pain point. And yeah, the networking is big too, I think you know, staying in touch with people. You know, one thing I've learned is that try to be nice to everyone you meet because things really do come around. And I try to maintain relationships with people because one person will know someone else, even in this Mm -hmm. launching this business, people that were corporate contacts and friends, they now had students and they liked the fact that I had a corporate background, but I was understanding how to help a student be successful. So it just was solving a problem for them that, even though they were very smart and successful in their corporate career, they couldn't get their kid to listen. So I was kind of the problem solver for (laughs) that. So I guess that would be my advice is just stay in touch, try to be nice to people, leverage your contacts, and really try to solve a problem. So
1: um, can I ask you a marketing question when you're marketing towards like college students? um, How do you like, what's your best marketing tip when you're marketing such a specific niche?
2: That's a great question. So I've learned through trial and error in this process. So if you want to work for free, you can market to the students or to a university (laughs) directly. (laughs) And if you want to make money, you market to the parents. Right. Because they they are the most concerned and they actually have the most money to spend. Students ultimately are still going to go back to mom and dad and say, can I do this? Because it's not a I do, there's a value in what I'm providing. So it's, it's not a commodity and it's not, you know, an inexpensive investment I, mm-hmm. depending on how you or where you're from or what you look at. And uh, so I, and I've learned that initially my, my thought was that I was going to go to universities and help supplement or complement career services. Mm-hmm. And a lot of schools said, Oh, well that's great, but we already have it covered. We don't, we don't need your help. Or you can come in and talk for free but we don 't pay for this kind of thing, I guess unless you 're donating a building, so i 've learned that the people that with the most pain that are you know if you 've already put out a certain amount of money for your student to get an education they 're willing to help take it one more step to get them get them further and get them to a career.
0: Is there anything that you can recommend for the people who have teens right now who are getting ready to go to college? Is there anything that they can start doing? right now, today, to to get ready for this transition from college into career?
2: Um, Gosh, and I'm in that mode myself. So I'm trying to be like mom and then business owner for my own child. I guess a few things. So one thing I'll tell you that I've already told my son, I do think you should go into college having a LinkedIn profile set up. As simple as it is, whether you just were on the basketball team or you worked at a day camp or you were a waiter at a restaurant, that you should get familiar. And I think before you're a freshman, you should be on LinkedIn and get a profile set up. And the reason is because your ability to network and network with people is going to be really important to just mm-hmm. every person you meet you're in your class, in a club, your roommates. At some point when you start in a professional way, people go back to, I mean, LinkedIn is that what I see as the, the largest, prof, you know, forum for really finding out what people do and, and for people finding you, people who to check you out there most often in a business environment. Uh, the other advice would be is that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know exactly what job you want or the exact career, but to just be open and talk to a lot of people. Try different things. I guess the advice i 'm going to tell my student, my son, is even though you 're a freshman, go to the career fair a lot of people a lot of students will say well i don't need to go there until i 'm a junior or senior. Just go pick five companies that you think are interesting to you or appealing to you and go and and talk to them and see what they 're about and try to practice talking about yourself and just getting the practice of being able to talk about yourself in a confident and competent way. It takes a little effort actually, but you know, just the more you get exposure and make contacts, even if you met someone at a career fair and said, well, we don't hire freshmen, but when you meet them again next year and the year after the follow-up and being persistent, that kind of stands out. So those are a few kind of just starting point. If you're getting ready to go to college to kind of just be open to some different experiences.
1: Do you work, um, so I have a godson who he will be a senior in high school and I'm constantly like, what do you what, What's your plans? You know, get mm-hmm. off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you know, he <laughs> thinks he's going to make it by um, whatever they get followers. You know, he's like, yes. I, get, I, I get paid to do that. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. But after this, what are you going to do? And he does not like school. So he will not be that college graduate coming to look for you, uh-huh. but he may need some help some consultation and finding you know a career like I'm trying to like like you don't have to go to college to be a realtor or mm-hmm. an insurance adjuster or all these things sure. that I'm trying to sure. push him to but I'm kind of like the mom where he's not gonna listen to me do you work with maybe younger people who are in that where they their college isn't for them but they don't really know a direct career path that outside of that
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I actually had a, a young man who um, always thought he was good, actually going to go into the Navy or the military. And he tried to do it and it just did not work out for as, all his aspirations, maybe not realizing how difficult it was and was kind of thrown by that because that was all he was thinking about uh, all this time. So, yeah, we spend time. I have a number of, of students that I work with that don't necessarily have to be on the college path. It's about figuring out what you're good at. And how do you go about pursuing opportunities in those areas? And if that doesn't have to be um, in the most academic way, whether it's um, technical or mechanical or how, but it's just exposing yourself. What I think most students don't understand, whatever you study, is that you need to talk to people who do the things that you're thinking about doing there's a lot of things that happen in students' minds that they think they know it. Like I once had a student who was in a five-year accounting program. He's in the third year or fourth year and he never met an accountant. So he had no idea what field of accounting he wanted to be in. And he never spoke to or met someone in that job. So even if you want to be a mechanic, an artist, uh, a paralegal, whatever it might be, I really encourage like live face-to-face conversations, which is not very common for this generation of right. technology. It's like you actually have to you can find the people with the technology, but then you have to physically talk to them on the phone <laughs> or in person <laughs> or even via video. But Say what in a now? convert, <laughs> in a, <laughs> it's not a text. So that's probably the The, the advice is just that there's a lot of people out there and they're actually willing to talk to you. People are happy to help younger people figure it out and be a mentor or just give guidance. Students have to just get comfortable asking. A lot of them are just afraid. They don't even know. I get that a lot. What do I say? I don't even know what to say. What if they say no? They're so worried about being rejected, even for a conversation, Mm -hmm. just getting over that hump that it's okay. You'll be fine. Just ask and ask some questions and be prepared and those kinds of things.
1: That's good advice. I think that will, I I keep telling him he needs to do that in-person stuff. He won't even order his own food because like, (laughs) I mean, he would text it to the waiter, but you know, when it comes to that one-on-one in-person interaction,
2: it's scary. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, technology is wonderful, but unfortunately the way of the world is that you have to still talk to somebody to get a job. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, You know, and I say that too, even if your resume is amazing, like they don't hire you because you have a great resume. They hire you because they speak to you and then you convince them how good you are. Yes.
0: So, so are parents still into going to job interviews with their uh, kids or are we over this now? (laughs) I'll never, I'll never forget that like blew my mind. um, When I had a, a, a parent come to a job interview at one of the places I was working and I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't know that was a thing.
2: Well, I think there's some, it's so, I, I'm laughing. I, I, am trying to, how do I say this in the kindest way? Um, there's a lot of involvement from parents at different levels. I mean, I've had parents who said they want to come sit in on the sessions with their students and I, and I said, I'm sorry, you're not invited. Um, you know but they're paying so obviously they want to do this right. or even if they've made this is a you know great concept if I make the introduction to a friend of mine in business I want to formally introduce you introductions can be made over the phone and email they should not show up so i recently it's funny, i recently wrote a blog about how parents can help or hinder the job process mm-hmm. and how much do you get involved and and one of the lines actually my colleague helped me with it is that you're not a team You're actually not a team. It's not a team effort. It's, it's as a student, it's your effort and parents can make introductions. I'm all for that. They can, they can connect you with colleagues, but parents cannot follow through on (laughs) helping you get it because they have to do it, but it's, it's hard. It is a helicopter parent environment, um, We're in a different stage now. I mean, look, I'm sure I'm guilty of it too, but it's, it's hard to resist. But I, I do try to make it clear um, to parents that the kids need to be, they need to try and they need to fail and they need to take some risks and it's not going to be perfect and not everyone's going to want to talk to them and they're going to get rejected and just like accept that. And that's actually really good because it helps you learn from that. But until students figure that out and parents too, Mm -hmm. it's a process. It's a process.
0: That's funny. So as you've been um, growing your own business and growing two little boys, do they, uh, are they active in sports? Do they do a lot of things that keep you running and juggling and all that stuff or? Sure. Yes. Although
2: it helps my oldest one has his license. So um, maybe I feel guilty that I don't show up to things as often as I should. Don't feel guilty. (laughs) Don't feel guilty because I don't want to feel guilty.
0: So he'll (laughs) have a game and I'll be
2: like, have fun. Let me know how it goes. Um, Yeah because like, but but no, right. right. So we still go, we do, and they're involved and it's a juggle. Um, My husband is also owns his own business, but is works many, many hours. So it, I, my kids come first. I mean, that's absolutely the priority of, if they need help with a test or a tutor or an activity, I really try to plan my day around it, which is nice about having your own business. Um, But I do put a lot of hours in at night and whenever, or first thing, you know, especially when they're at school and it's a juggle or on the weekends, I, I'm just, you know, try to make it work the best I can, but they, they are always, they're always the priority. Mm
1: -hmm. So through that juggle, how do you find time for some me time? And if you do find it, what do you enjoy doing?
2: Um, I try to do it. I, I do like to get like a workout in. I like to exercise. I like to get outside. So I try as hard as I can, but clearly if there's business that someone wants to pay me to be with them, then I will forgo it <laughs> to to make it happen. So I just try to try to balance it when I can. And when I see a break in my schedule, or sometimes I just put it in my schedule. So I make it like that's what I'm doing that morning. And I make myself not available to others. Um that's how I try to
0: make that happen. Cool. Okay. So where can people find you? And uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that second question. (laughs) So
2: people can find me. My website is nextgreatstep.com. I am at nextgreatstep.com on Facebook. Um, I am on Twitter. You can find me at Beth Hendler Grunt, as well as on LinkedIn at Beth Hendler Grunt. And I'm also on Instagram. So Beth at nextgreatstep. And I post in all of those locations the best I can. That's also a juggle of trying to manage social media, I'd say, even at my <laughs> stage in the game of getting that right. But, uh, but I welcome any inquiries. This is a, you know, the time of year when a lot of people are worried and thinking about yeah. what to do next. The phones have been very busy. So, uh, sure. so happy, to, happy to help if anyone has any questions or knows any. Either you know, students looking for an internship or graduate where they need some guidance, happy to, uh, happy to lend some support.
0: Well, in about 11 years, when my oldest (laughs) is getting ready to graduate college, I will be looking for you. So uh, stick around. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Hopefully I'll still be going there.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I appreciate
2: it. Take care.